Hello and welcome to another episode of I Know I Love, the podcast where I, Kevin, talk about all of the things that I know that I love in the world of entertainment. So that could be anything ranging from films to TV shows to music and of course video games. Uh, today we are going to be talking about video games uh, starting the month off of December. And um, when I decided on the video game I'm going to be talking about today, um, I think it just came to a point where it landed on December like... I started thinking about, okay, when December's coming up, and then when it got here, I kind of had some ideas narrowed down, and then I ended up deciding on the particular video game that I'm talking about today because um, it was one that I did receive for Christmas. So that is the video game Super Mario World from Super Nintendo. Um, easily one of the greatest games of all time, and I will be getting right into why that is, as it is truly an amazing game. It was an amazing game. It still is an amazing game. It's always going to be an amazing game. So some points of my discovery as to Super Mario World. Um, so when I got Super Mario Nintendo or Super Mario World, uh, I was basically upon receiving um, the game with the Super Nintendo system in the year 1991. So going way back to the 90s, I remember kind of seeing like... Um, the game sort of on display, like the system on display in the stores, like Walmart and stuff like that. Um, and I remember like seeing the game, like where you can kind of play and try it out. They used to have these like little stations in the stores where you could literally like try the game uh, before you buy it, imagine. And um, I just thought it looked so cool. And I just love the whole Super Mario just saga, like starting with like, you know, Super Mario Brothers 1, 2, 3 for the original Nintendo. And this was just like, I mean, the graphics were great and it just looked like there was so many new things to do with, with this new game coming out. Um, and so it was the Christmas of 1991 that I finally got my hands on the video game and the system. It was like the greatest Christmas, one of the greatest Christmases ever. And literally that's all I did. <laughs> like all of my Christmas break was just play that game play Nintendo, Nintendo, Nintendo. It was just like kind of an obsession. And you know, this is one of the greatest games of all time with of course being on one of the greatest systems. If not, I mean, I think it might actually be the greatest system of all time for video games. And just so some backstory about Super Mario uh, World, if you're not familiar with who Super Mario is. So Super Mario, um, the sort of saga uh, began with Super Mario Brothers um, and the original Nintendo system. Well, the character of Mario, of course, showed up in like Donkey Kong, but the, you know, side-scrolling Mario that we know and love uh, began in the Nintendo system, and we had Super Mario 1, 2, and 3, which were all great games. And then when the Super Nintendo came out, that was when we had our Super Mario World. And so the story is just the typical story, like Mario's, um, you know, love interest, Princess, well, she was Princess Toadstool at the time, but basically Princess Peach. She gets kidnapped by Bowser, and so Mario has to basically travel through all the varieties of the different worlds to rescue her. And that's pretty much it. And like, so the whole game is just like a side-scrolling game going left to right to the screen, sometimes backwards, and just kind of fending off enemies with different um, abilities that Mario has, new and improved abilities that he has in this particular game. 
um, different weaponry that he uses, and just different game mechanics that he's able to, to get through the enemies and the bosses and the different types of worlds and challenges within. Sometimes there's like little puzzles throughout, and I'll get into that. And yeah, and so like that's essentially like the game, and there's just a whole bunch of different worlds that you uh, traverse throughout the game, and um, it, it's just an amazing experience. And, and I mean, I know I'm kind of like sort of fl flying through it, um, but like I kind of really just want to get to the standout components because that's where like the nitty gritty of this game really is and like really what makes it something that I know that I love. So basically, uh, the, one of the first standout components I remember, and I still feel this way about the game playing it recently, is the mechanics of the game. Like the mechanics of the Nintendo system were always good and like, you know, generally speaking, like the two button controller and everything for the original Mario Brothers games, we're always, we're, we're good enough. I mean, for what you needed to do in those games, like it worked fine, you know, it is what it is. With the Super Nintendo, we got like the four buttons now um, that can do various things. And, and I really felt like, uh, and, and then we got, of course, the two like L and R um, buttons on top of the controller. And I really feel that like Nintendo just kind of so like evolved and elevated themselves in their games with these like little minor adjustments just to the controller itself and that was so evidenced when i would when i remember playing mario world for the first time it's like mario handles so like completely differently than he does in like such a better way than like the original nintendo system i mean he can kind of do different um moves where he can sort of pound things and stomp and like um he can fly like the third one but now he can kind of like slam down on the ground and like knock out enemies you know with his impact and i mean you can um similar to the third one where he has like his tail for the raccoon like his cape in the uh super mario world he can you know whip them with his uh, cape and whip other like items and you know coin boxes and stuff like that and the mechanics just make it fun to play like it's such a fun game it is i mean i still love playing it like i mean this is this game is like so like i mean we're 2021 i mean it's like basically a 30 year old game right so it's i mean it is hugely still a truly fun game to play and I feel like it's the it's the game that like so many even current side-scrolling games I still think are inspired by when they consider what makes you know a really solid game playing experience for this type of game so the mechanics is for sure this one of the biggest standout components I remember for this particular game um you know, of the of the Mario world, of the Mario universe, but just for side-scrolling video games in general. And then, of course, we have the enemies and, like, the different characters, like, like the heroes and the enemies. Of course, we have Mario, but this time we finally get Yoshi. And Yoshi, I mean, is now one of the classic, like, you know, characters of, of the world of Mario. And you get to, like, sit on top of and ride, you know, Yoshi around the worlds, and you can, like, eat the enemies and, like hatch different eggs of things and some and then there's other yoshis within the game there's different colored yoshis that all have different powers of their own if you're using them um properly and it just it, it was like this whole new thing that like you didn't know you, that you wanted but like now that you got it it's like wow like this is actually a really cool component and there's a lot more to do and it, it makes some of the more challenging things a little bit easier but then also you got to kind of have to factor other things in so there was a lot to think about with this added character and pairing it with you know Mario's new mechanics it really just like 
paired so well. I mean, like this was like a true mastery of just like characterization with the mechanics of of using the characters themselves. It it kind of reminds me a little bit. I, I mean, it's I never thought about this before, but it does kind of seem like in a weird way that Mario Super Mario Brothers 2, which doesn't get a lot of love. I love it. I will be talking about it someday. Super Mario Brothers 2, I feel like does have some influence on Super Mario World and that 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 particular game you know, had four different characters of Mario, Luigi, Princess, and Toad, and they each had their strengths and their weaknesses. Like, they were all good at something, and then they were all kind of, like, had, like, a little bit of a weakness in some point or another. And I think that that idea kind of reflects a lot in um, Super Mario World in that, like, sometimes having Yoshi, for example, is very useful. Like, sometimes he's, like, you know, with him, certain areas are so much easier. Other times, though, you kind of have to leave them behind. <laughs> like, you're kind of like, okay, Yoshi, it's been fun, but, like, you're kind of, like, too much for me to handle with this particular situation. I need to get past this level. So, like, sorry, bye. <laughs> so, like, I remember having to kind of leave him behind sometimes, and, you know, like, <laughs> that was just part of, like, what you had to do. And so that was definitely a memorable experience with those characters, but also, like, the enemies themselves. Like, this this particular Mario World, uh, Super Mario World game, this game has kind of a similar aspect to um, other Mario games where like you have, especially like Mario 2 and 3, where you have like various, the different types of bosses. And the Mario 3 bosses basically return um, for this particular game, like, you know, Bowser's minions and stuff. And so each world comprises of like a particular castle. So there's like a ghost castle, which is more often more like a puzzle type of castle. And then there's like the main uh, world castle, which that's what I'm going to call it. I don't know if that's what it's called, but that's what it is. Um, <laughs> so the world castle, and uh, that's where you're going to have the character from like Super Mario 3, like the minion ca castle characters that kind of work for Bowser and stuff. And each of them, you know, takes over like one of the worlds. So like one world, it'll be like this particular minion or that particular minion and every time you play the castle it doesn't feel like okay here's another castle or i have to do this like kind of like Mar super mario brothers one you know it's pretty much just bowser or the whole game i mean it's like you get to the castle and you get through the cat you get through the castle and kill bowser and then you move on this one though the castles are all so vastly different some have more puzzle mechanics some have a little more animal animal enemy um, mechanics that you have to kind of get through and some are a mix of both but then when you get to the end of the castles um, for these particular enemies and and the minions that sort of control these castles each enemy has again very different components to it that like you have to figure out okay like how am i going to tackle this person because this one's a little bit different than that last one i played so it takes some time to really think about like the, the um, defeating of these particular uh, bosses. And so the boss fights are really good. And then the enemies within the levels themselves, like the thing that I think sometimes, sometimes, not always, but sometimes I think it's lost on just games in general nowadays is like sometimes video games I think have enemies that like kind of run throughout the entire game almost like they were just out of ideas so they just keep using this particular enemy and you're like oh my gosh if i have to fight this thing one more time and you're like almost towards the end of a game and you're still fighting that same enemy you were fighting at like the beginning of the game this time around though for super mario world in this case of this particular saga because they're really good about this the enemies 
typically start out a little simpler like you'll have a little bit of fewer enemies a little more simpler uh, moving ones they're not going to be always super fast and then as you get throughout the game it gets more difficult as it should like the more you advance in the game of course the more challenging it becomes and so this is a very simple component of video game building that I just think is kind of lost on a lot of video games nowadays, which is kind of weird, where it's not always that it gets more difficult. It either just stays kind of like ridiculously easy or it gets like too crazily hard or it starts like impossible and it just sustains that throughout the rest of the game. You know, this game has a really nice build. Um, and I think it's because of those enemies that are thrown into the different levels and the different environments. And of course, another component of, you know, what makes this game a game that I know that I love is, of course, just the overall gameplay. Starting with the worlds themselves, um, this similar to other Mario Brothers games has every world has like kind of a different theme, a different vibe, different music um, for the different uh, maps. Section. So when you're looking at the map or where, where you're trying to figure out which level you want to go to next, music's really good throughout and, and within the levels themselves. And there's just a really good variety of worlds too. I mean, like you have like your, your, your typical like land worlds, you know, with like trees to jump on and that kind of stuff. Then you have more like um, kind of forest areas. There's, there's a whole world actually that is literally a forest. You have like some snow areas. There's like kind of a lava, like volcano-ish um, type of levels and worlds going on. It just had, and like, of course, underwater is going on as well. And it just, the variety is just so like vast i mean it just goes on and on and on where you're like wow like they really did not run out of ideas i mean this is classic nintendo when they when they get to that point nintendo is just really good about keeping things fresh um fresh and familiar i should say and there's even like you know secret worlds and secret levels that you can unlock by completing certain things so super nintendo i in general i think has has a lot of games like that i mean i've talked about donkey kong country in the past and that that game kind of implements that component as well but super mario world seemed to kind of hint at like just all these things like we were now able to do and there was just so much more things to unlock and creative ways to get to that point like you if you had like for instance in super mario world if you beat certain levels one way for instance there's like a thing um, at the end of the levels in super mario world where uh, you jump to sort of tag this bar that's going up and down and like the higher you tag it like the more points you get which can eventually add up to lead to bonus levels and you can get extra lives and stuff like that but then if you beat the world in another way by not doing it that way but going a different route it could lead you to a completely different level and to, to completely different world um, that you didn't even know was there. I mean, a lot of this you kind of discovered accidentally back then because, I mean, the internet was like super new. So a lot of it was really just self-discovery or talking to like your friends um, about like how to unlock certain stuff or things that they had maybe figured out, like whether intentionally or accidentally. And like, that's kind of how you figured out how to get through certain sections of the game, which was really cool. Instead of how we can do nowadays where we can just like, you know, look on uh, YouTube or something and just watch somebody <laughs> finish something, which does happen. But... Yeah, I mean, it just the, the complexities of the worlds and the gameplay itself just made it just so much more fun and immersive of an experience um, when it comes to playing Super Mario World. Of course, I always like to mention this and in most video games that I'm going to be talking about the music. Um, the music of Super Mario World is just truly iconic. I think any person that's ever played a video game in general 
I could hear maybe three notes of the Super Mario World theme and know exactly the game that it was. I mean, it's got that kind of iconic jingle vibe and everything's like, of course, Mario Brothers in general, everything's very melodic and catchy and just memorable and sometimes annoyingly so. Sometimes I remember being stuck on certain levels of this game where you're like just ready to be done with a certain level and I just kept dying, dying and dying and dying again. And I'm just like, if I hear this song one more time, oh my god. Um, and so that made it completely annoying sometimes. But it's still rem- memorable. And I, I mean, sometimes there are certain songs from Super Mario World I can I can hear. And I'm instantly brought thrust right back into that particular level that used to drive me crazy. So it does happen with most video games. But this one, it, it, t- it took the cake, I think. But um, all, all in all, though, I mean, the music overall is very iconic. is really, really well written. And just has just like such a joyful vibe and just it's just fun like it keeps everything fresh and everything lively which is of course what you want in any video game so just to kind of wrap it up here um overall what makes this video game great super mario world why i know i love this game um the replay value of this game is outstanding i mean this is a game that is basically 30 years old and it is still good. It is still something that like is challenging. It still is rewarding. It still feels like the first time you've ever played it, even if you played it like a million times. And it's like, it's funny because like no matter how many times like I've played this game, I still continue to find myself struggling on the same levels or like the same areas or like the thing that I used to do, I, I'm still doing. Some of it's improved, but then I'll be like, oh my gosh, I'm still dying at that one part. And then, you know, you have to figure out how, how you did what you did back in the day to complete it. And um, I just think that the fact that, I mean, because games back then, they were, you know, pretty much around the same price they are now, like 60 bucks. And I just think I miss those days of games like this where it really just had... It, it really did such a fan service to its audience. Like it, it really produced, um, especially Nintendo's, Nintendo's always t- typically good about this, but they did a good job of creating a game with Super Mario World that just could just fill time um, for like anyone that wanted to play it in the best way. Like it gave you enough to keep going, enough to keep you interested, enough to like be challenging, but not like where you want to give up because you know it's possible and you just want to keep going and play it and, and finish it. And it has just like, you just got such a rewarding feeling when you finally were able to, um, or you you discovered like all of the secrets and um, the, the replay value of that just only enhances the experience each time you go through it. Additionally, the um, influence on gaming that Super Mario World has and had at the time, I think is just an outstanding feat. Um, this game completely, I think, at least for me as, as a player, definitely made me feel like, wow, like where could gaming go from here? Like what... It really helped me to sort of imagine like what gaming could be, and I mean, of course, nowadays it's so much more than I ever thought it could be, and and I can't imagine what it's going to be like ten years from now. But um, it just, I think Super Mario World really influenced a lot of current games, whether they're side-scrolling games or not. I think in terms of the level system and of a variety or the mechanics that are used or just the sense of adventure and just the characterization that goes on and the types of enemies and the way you defeat them and and sort of the discovery of different secrets and worlds and just different things like that 
collectibles and um, the way you use certain items. And I mean, all of that is so of an influence because of this particular game. And I think a lot of the video game industry totally owes so much debt to that, um, to, to this game, because it really did pave the way, I think, for so many future games after it. And some of which are, are almost as good and some of which are not. But like, nevertheless, the influence is just something that no one can really deny. And lastly, I mean, of course, this podcast is, you know, of course, about sort of the nostalgia when it comes to my taste and my things that I love and everything. But it really, the nostalgia factor of Super Mario World really does resonate um, very strongly with me. Um, it reminds me of just sort of being with family um, you know, and sitting around playing the game and taking turns or playing or alternating turns um, because back then, you know, you had the competitive play. So you could just be this you know, player one and then player two and you just kind of watch each other struggle with the same things or you watch like your sibling or your cousin or whoever like move on from one thing that you're stuck on and so you get kind of mad and pissed off or whatever. So, um, so they had that component and I just, I, so many memories are associated with this game in terms of like Christmas time or just different holidays or just coming home after school and just running straight to the video game, um, to play this game and, and booting it up and, and hearing the sort of music from the theme screen and just the sounds of like the, when you hit start and just the jing and like all of that, um, I think just has such a sense of nostalgia for me as an admirer of video games in general, but just, it really kind of set the way for me in terms of what made me really want to be interested in, in playing and, and also, and just the ideas of different adventures that you can go on and the different types of music that we're playing in the background, like all of that was such an influence on me in general that um, I just really appreciate this game for that reason. And so that is uh, basically going to be why I know I love Super Mario World. This is like kind of a quick episode today. I think lately, I think a lot of the stuff that I've been talking about is just kind of like it's really easy because like I have, I mean, these are things that I have such vivid memories about. And I think it being around, you know, close to Christmas time and December and all that, it just kind of really lit up a lot of those memories for me to make it really easy to talk about. So I hope you guys really enjoyed the podcast and until next week, thanks again for listening. Thank you for listening today. I know I love podcasts. If you like what you heard, please follow me, Kevin Craddock on Instagram at I know I love podcasts. Here you can find current information and links to future episodes as they are produced. Thanks again for listening.